Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, I have been gone for far too long. I'm going to tell you exactly what that's all about. This is going to be one of my podcasts that um, I'm just sharing, guys. And you'll see why. So I think my last one that I published might have been in May 2021, but probably not. Probably not. (laughs) I think it was actually in February after I got my second vaccination. I just listened to that um, podcast again and could hear kind of where my mind was, but um, it is now August 2021. Um, And so it's been a number of months. So on the last podcast, you heard me talk about in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my shoulder operated on. That's been part of the delay. But in terms of the vaccination, because I think I had just gotten, I did, the last podcast that I recorded, I had just gotten my second vaccination. I was like, I didn't feel nothing. All right, well, (laughs) I didn't really feel anything, but I was extremely tired with the second vaccine. I got Pfizer, just FYI. The first vaccine, I really didn't feel anything. But the second vaccine, comparatively speaking, like people's response to the second vaccine was varied. I'll say that my second response was that I was just extremely tired. And so the example that I would give to people when I would explain to them that I was tired, I will tell you that I am a worker. Like I will get up at seven o'clock in the morning. I'll work all day. I'll spend the evening with my daughter um, and my husband. And then after I get my daughter to sleep, you know, I will start working again. Well, after my second vaccination, I shut shit down at 4 p.m. <laughs> I was like, I don't care what's happening. I'm going to sleep. Um, So that was the nothing that happened. And it lasted for about seven days. But at this point, almost everybody has a vaccination at this point. And you you guys have a lot of um, people that you can talk to about what happens during the vaccination. Um, So now, what else happened? Well, I had this operation afterwards on my shoulder. I had what was called an unstable shoulder. Remember? Um... I told you guys I had some reoccurring dislocations. It was an old volleyball um, injury, etc. Unstable shoulders means that I could lift my hand in the air very quickly and my shoulder would dislocate. Or somebody could run into me from the back and my shoulder would dislocate, right? So it was unstable, meaning that I was walking around in fear of my shoulder going out. And so after I had had my shoulder dislocate at the top of the year, I was like, all right, F this, I got to have surgery. I can't do this anymore. So I ended up having surgery. And child, let me tell you, that shit went left. So this is <laughs> this is why I've been gone so long. It's a, it's a number of reasons why I've been gone so long. But the surgery went wildly left. So the surgery itself was considered successful because the orthopedic surgeon had like added some bone. I had some bone replacement. Like it was a huge surgery. 
So that was considered successful. But after the surgery, I had some very bad reactions to the medication that I was on because I'm just not a <clears throat> opioid type of gal, right? <laughs> um, I am a marijuana girl, but the opioids uh, kind of make me wild out a little bit, right? So not only was I mentally wilding out <laughs> from the opioids, but I had some bad like stomach issues that also happened to it, happened as a response to it. And then on top of that, I started developing a cyst on my ovaries, like all at the same time. It was dramatic as fuck, y'all. It was so bad. So the surgery was in February. When I tell you, I did not fully recover from surgery until maybe mid-May. Now I'll tell you, with like the type of shoulder surgery that I had, they estimate that you don't have full range of your shoulder, and you know until maybe a year passes. Um, you're in you're in physical therapy for months. Like it was a major surgery. What I did not expect was all of the other crap that kind of happened around it, right? And so I didn't fully recover from the crap around it until mid May. That's that on that. It sucked. It was horrible. Um, I don't know if I thought, I, I, I think that I just wasn't listening to the surgeon. I was just in the place in my head where I was like, listen, girl, you got to get this. You have to get this surgery. You don't have a choice. You got to have the surgery. Um, your shoulders jacked up, right? And so I wasn't fully listening to him when he said, you're not going to be able to do anything for a good while. <laughs> and so when I realized that, I couldn't do anything. I was devastated by that. And when I say I couldn't do anything, I mean exercise. Because y'all know I was standing in the house. I was locked down anyway for COVID. But I couldn't exercise. I could not exercise. The only thing that I could do was walk. And that was burly. Burly. I could burly walk. Right? So I was in a really dark place because of that. The out the side effects of the surgery. I was in a dark place, which means y'all know I was stress eating. So them 30 pounds that I told y'all I was going to try to lose, bitch, please. Um, I think I probably lost five pounds um, because of the surgery because I was in the bed. But I, my stress eating ass would wake up and just eat shit, right? <laughs> um... But then, after surgery, because I couldn't do anything, I got a little depressed because of that. Because I was like, oh, no, me and my girls are putting me a trip. It was to Barbados, but it ended up being Antigua. I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, so, I was depressed. I was like, I'm going to be the fat girl on the trip. Jesus, take the wheel. Like, it was just bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. Listen, I don't have anything against big girls, right? If you're big, you like being big, it works for you. You're in great health condition. That's great. But it's not my ministry. That's not who I've been for the bulk of my life, right? I've had three children. And every time I went right back down to my size, which was an eight or a 10, um, with my smallest kid, with the, the youngest kid, I ended up 
being even smaller, right? But so it's not my ministry. And so it made me very, very, very depressed. And I just ate more. Um, and I couldn't exercise. It was just getting, it was just a, a series of um, unfortunate events <laughs> that happened. All right, so that was the first thing. So I never lost the weight. Um, leading up to my trip to Antigua, which was in late May, um, my girl's trip, um, that turned into um, something quite hysterical, too. But I would say I probably lost about 10 pounds before I went to Antigua. Um but I'm still a, 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 a solid 25 pounds overweight, solidly, like solidly. Um, that's that. Uh, went to Antigua, or left my, first First of all, left my um, position at the health system, launched a business. These are all the things that was happening as, you, as, as I was recording my, my previous episode. But I left my position at the health system. I truly intend to go back into the health system. Um, I just wasn't okay with some of the um, not-so-safe things that they were doing around COVID, um, which is hard to believe, right? But they were actually doing it. And just so you're aware, even though I'm from Chicago, my the health system that I worked for was located out of Birmingham, Alabama, one of the largest health systems, the largest health system in Birmingham. You can connect the dots. You'll know who it was. But um, I didn't like what they were doing for operations people, management operations people, and forcing them back into um, the building. And when I say the building, I mean the facility where all the business transactions take place. We have been doing our jobs you know, remotely and and without any problems, right? And so there was this push to get us back into the system, get us back into the facility, the um, brick and mortar. And I, because I have underli- an underlying condition, because my daughter has devastating underlying conditions, I refuse to do it. All right, so that's it. That's how I left that health system. I've had a couple of interviews since. You know, I'll be fine. I'll be back in the health system in no time. Um, But I also, in between the last time I made a podcast and today, I've also launched a business totally and completely. It is a fantastic business. I actually sell mugs um, for the culture. Um, You guys will love it when I'm able to share the information with you. I also um, am getting my real estate license because I have determined that I'm ready to flip homes. I also sold one of the houses that I've had forever. Like it was my first home. I sold that house. Um, The last week of July, I closed on that house. Um, And so... It's been a lot. And my next place is not even going to be ready till October. So my family is in another property that we own in another part of Illinois. But it's been a ride, y'all. This has been something. So that's the explanation. Those are the explanations for what happened to me for months. 
now that you have that information, let's go ahead and talk about COVID and all of her cousins. Because not only did COVID show up, <laughs> but she didn't bought a few of her friends on the scene. Let's get ready to talk about that. All right, so those are all the banana things that happened to me, which kept me from being able to talk to you lovely people about COVID. I am still in lockdown because my youngest is under 12 years old. There's no vaccine for her. I'm a little apprehensive about the vaccine for her. It's taking a very long time for the kids version to come out. So I will tell you, I'm a little apprehensive. I will also share with you that because I had my second dose of Pfizer back in February, I'm ready to go re-up on my vaccination again. Um, I did get to travel um, once this year. Um, and when I talk about travel, I'm talking about international travel. Traveling domestically is um, something that everyone should do, but I'm long past that, years past that um, at this point. I've been a international travel traveler for some years now. So whenever you hear me talking about traveling, it ain't because I'm going to hot Atlanta. <laughs> I'm going somewhere um, outside the country, experience new things. I went to Antigua this time. It was beautiful. Um, quite pricey, but beautiful. Next year's trip is in the plans, and it is for, that's my family in the background. I apologize. Um, it is for Bali. Next year, I will be going to Bali um, and then also, I think that on my previous past podcast, I was talking to you guys about um, mental health. My mental health declined quite a bit during COVID. And I'll tell you that I learned how to meditate and it was my saving grace. And I think that everyone um, should find a way to keep your mental health in check. Um, if it were not for meditation, I know that I wouldn't have made it. I was also seeing a counselor, too, um, because I just I was I was locked up. Y'all, a lot of people were going out anyway, despite the pandemic. A lot of people were taking chances. But then, like, even after I got the vaccine, I still remained like locked down to a certain degree, not to the level prior to the vaccine, but definitely still very careful because, again, I have a kid really bad underlying conditions under the age of 12. So I'm in public. I'm still masked up, which brings me to COVID today. Bum, 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 bum. It's a variant out here, y'all. <laughs> a variant. It's multivariant. And um, the South has created a shitstorm for the rest of the nation. If you go back to my earliest podcast, um, I talked about something called Pissy Pools. Find that podcast and listen to me over a year ago predict that these Republicans who were disseminating false information were going to cause a shitstorm because they were convincing people that they shouldn't be vaccinated, even though they were vaccinated. Right. No, 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 no. You can swim with the sharks. Go ahead and swim with the sharks. Quietly, not swimming with sharks. <laughs> Republicans are dirty, dirty, not all of them, but a good percentage of them are dirty. Um, and they'll do any, they're greedy and they'll do anything to remain in power. So 
I told you guys some time ago when I talked about pissy pools, you can't just pee on one side of the pool and think that the whole pool is not infected by piss, right? It's totally infected. And so that's what's happening with COVID. As I predicted over a year ago, when you have so many people who are non-vaxxers and so many people who are just apprehensive, but they remain in the public. That's the interesting thing about these selfish people. And yeah, I'm calling y'all selfish. Um, is that, you know, it's one thing to say, I don't want to be vaccinated. It's a whole nother thing to perpetuate an entire pandemic because you're too fucking selfish to, to, to not be, you know, that you're not being vaccinated. And on top of that, and on top of that, you running outside with no mask on. Bunch of selfish motherfuckers. Um, so that's that on that. It's That's one thing for them to not want the vaccine, but it's a whole other thing to expose people to it who don't deserve to be exposed to it. And that is what happened um, for this wild second variant that is on fleek at this time. Um, so what is the, what do, what do the variants mean? So very simply put, I'm going to say this about variants. Variants are just like any other virus. So if you don't completely eradicate a virus, which is very tough to do, if you don't eradicate a virus, then it's going to, it's going to turn into something else that can live longer and in some cases become a little bit more potent than the first variant. And because we didn't have a universal plan, because we didn't have people on board with the vaccine, um, and at least if you weren't going to be vaccinated, kept your ass in the house, right? Because you didn't do those things, you now have uh, a different variant of COVID that showed up. And the transmission rate is like triple what the first COVID transmission rate was. So what does that mean? That means that you'll catch that shit faster, <laughs> right? So, you know, the things that you may have done the first time to avoid catching COVID, if you're a non-vaxxer, um, you're going to have to get three times as tricky with your shit. <laughs> that's the that's the short of it because it's, it, it, trans, it transfers very quickly. Right. Um, and so the, the numbers are going up again. The hospitalization rates are going up again. People are dying again. And this will continue to happen as long as people, um, you know, refuse to be responsible in terms of this virus. Right. And so the interesting thing is, I think the last time I talked to you guys, I said that, um, <laughs> I talked to some of my friends and some of them are like, I don't want to get it, but I know 20 people around me that are getting it. Those people have now decided, oh, shit, I'm going to go ahead and get the vaccine. Congratulations. For those of you all who are still vaccine um, apprehensive, like you don't want to get the vaccine, that's cool. Just mask the fuck up, right? Mask up and sit down and stop going into public places spreading your covid shit all over the place, right? It's y'all, right? And I still go back to the original thing that I said, which is all these bastards need to sign releases that says, 
I don't want to get a vaccine and I don't want to do what's right. I want to run the streets and act stupid because I don't know how to have any kind of discipline. I feel like we need to make them sign waivers, right? As an electronic waiver that goes automatically to every health system that says, if this idiot comes in here with COVID, send them to the dead end of the hospital. That's how I feel. And I'm not going to change my mind about it because this is not difficult shit. It's not difficult. People just don't want to be disciplined. And people are inherently selfish. Um, and so these variants that are here, they're all of the same COVID family, right? They're just more aggressive. Each time a new one comes out, it gets trickier and trickier and trickier and trickier and trickier. That's how, that's how viruses work. It's going to continue to be here. And guys, guess what? We're going to continue to have to take the vaccination just, just like we have to continuously take a pneumonia vaccination or a flu vaccination, right? This is another vaccination that we're going to have to continue to take. As a matter of fact, it's August and I am past my six month point. I think late March, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah, I'm right at my six month point. It's time for me to go get vaccinated again. So I am making plans to do that right away because I'm still susceptible to this. All of us are. And I wish that you all would come to terms with that, right? Just come to terms with the fact that this thing ain't going nowhere and either you can choose to live with it or die with it. No in-betweens, right? Um, that's just how it is. And so my recommendation is go ahead, get your vaccine um, and be responsible to the next person, right? Um, that has underlying conditions. And if you're not going to get it, cover your damn face up. That's the short of it. Um, that's it on the variants. In closing, in closing, I'll get back at, back at it. Um, I can't say the frequency with which I'll get back at it because, it, like I told you guys, I got so many wonderful things going on. Um, just with becoming a serial entrepreneur, right? Which is really huge for me. Um, and still being able to balance doing healthcare. And I think that the way that I want to do healthcare at this point is that I want to do contractual work. Like I don't want to be reporting to anyone regularly anymore. Right. I want to do contractual work, um, through health systems and God willing, it'll happen. Um, so yeah, it's the contractual work for healthcare. I also, um, started a, a different type of business using another one of my God-given gifts to train and develop. Um, and so I've solidified some contracts in that way. And then I told you I have the mug business and then I'm picking up my real estate license. Things are going extremely well for me. Um, I just got to lose this damn weight. This is just out of control. It's, <laughs> like it's bad. I can't feel anything. Um, but I think that's it. And I hope that you guys stay safe. I hope that you have an amazing um, Sunday. Today is Sunday. I'm going to study for my real estate exam test coming up. Um, 
Everybody be safe. Um, love, be love, give love, meditate, find the light within, right? Align your chakras. Like I've really had some great um, experience with meditation. Alrighty. Uh, you guys take care.